Okay, Boker Tov. <coughs> Today's daf is daf Yud Tes in Yuma, <coughs> and uh, we learn again <coughs> for a Rafur Shlema for Tovamir and Bastvara Mindel, and uh, we want to learn for a Rafur Shlema for all those who have been injured in the uh, terrible bleacher collapse up in uh, Harmi Rome. And uh, the Shamas of those who died, may they have an Aliyah. So, top, from the top of the page, daf Yud Tes. We said that the Zikne Bezdin handed over the Kohen Gadol during these seven days of preparation to the Zikne uh, um, to the Zikne Kahuna, and they brought him up to the base of Tinas. That's the place where they prepared the incense, the Ketoras. because the Kohen Gadol had to learn how to manipulate the handful of of uh, incense in his hands so that nothing should be dropped on the ground. So he had to practice. Basically, he was in training during this time, and he had trained how to handle the incense. Amr Papa. So Papa says like this, The coin guttle did not uh, just stay in one chamber, in one uh, cell the entire time, but he had two, as we'll see, one for sleeping and one for learning the, uh, the, the, learning the chafina, how to manipulate the, uh, the uh, ktoras. So one was called Lishkas Parhedrin, as we saw before, the Lishka of the uh, officers. That uh, was called that because remember because they changed every year, and the same thing with the coin guttle. Uh, so one was called and one was the Lishka Besaftinus, where he learned how to handle the Ktoras. Now these two Lishkos that he basically occupied during the whole time of the seven days, he, he was either in the Lishkas Parhedrin or in the Lishkas Aftinas. Besides doing the Avoda in the Azora. The, the two cells that he occupied, these two chambers, one was a parhedron, one was aftinas. Now he says, One of these was in the north, part of the Azar, one was in the south, but as we'll see, he wasn't sure which one was where. Which one was where. How do we know one was in the north? So he goes through a whole explanation. One of the chambers was in the north. Again, we're not sure if it's base aftinas or parhedron, but one was in the north, the Tanan. Vav Lishkos, or six chambers, Hayu Bazar. There were six different chamber chambers in the Azar. Three in the north, three in the south. You can, uh, you can uh, uh, in the illustration book, this begins with illustration number 44, 45, as we're going to discuss now. So, the, in the, in the uh, three in the north, three in the south. Shabadarm, what were the three in the south? Lishkos HaMelech, what was the chamber of the salt? Lishkos Parva. Parva apparently was a name of a uh, Persian uh, a guy who tried to build a uh, tunnel underneath the um, underneath the uh, Azara, so you should be able to see the coin Gadol and Yom Kippur, and they found him. He was killed, and they called that name Lishkas Habarva, Lishkas Habadichen, and the uh, and the office or the chamber where they uh, rinsed off. As we'll see, what they rinsed off. So that was uh, what were they? What were these three? Again, these were in the south. Lishkas Hamelach, Shishamayinos Melach Karban. There they put the salt for the Karbanos. I'll call Karban Chal Tachav Melach. Lishkas Haparvish, Shishamayimolchen Oris Kachim. There they salted the hides of the Kachim. Remember, the hides went to the Kohanim or to the Bnei Yisrael if they were Kachim Kachim Kalim. The Al Gaga Haisa Beisat And on top of this Lishkas Haparva. Right, we said that lishkas aparva, right? Lishkas melch. They put the salt. Lishkas aparva. Show you mochun shemars kachim. And on the roof of the of the base of lishkas aparva, haysa base of field kohen gadol kippur. There, there was the uh, mikvah for the kohen gadol on yom kippur. And you see this in uh, number forty four. In number forty four, there was the mikvah on top of the 
Lishchas Aparva, right, right on top of Lishchas Aparva. Lishchas Amadichim was Shamei Amadichim Kevakachim. There they rinsed off the innards of the uh, of the kachim from whatever you know, whatever filth and grime and blood that was uh, on the uh, on the innards. They rinsed them off. And from there, from that, as you could see on, on, on number 44, there was a little circular uh, stairway or path leading up, side, up to the mikveh. Uh, it went up to the top of the base of Parva, which was, uh, which was the middle lishcha on that, on that diagram, and that's where the mikveh was. Those were all the, the, the three uh, chambers that were in the south. That's what we said, Shabbatarim. Now, uh, Gimel Shabbat Safan, the three that were in the north, what were the three chambers in the north? Lishchas Ha'etz, one was called Lishchas of Wood, Lishchas Ha'gola of the Golas, was in Lishchas Ha'gazas. Lishchas Ha'etz, what was it called? What was Lishchas Ha'etz? What was there? This uh, this uh, office of, or the chamber of wood. Remember, we had the Rebbe Lezer saying that before by a different Lishcha. He forgot what that was used for. Abishol Omer, Abishol says, no, I'll tell you what it was used for. Lishcha's Kohen Gadol. I said, that was a Lishcha of the Kohen Gadol. In other words, of the three in the north, this is already in number 45, right? We said um, one was uh, Lishcha's Hagola, right? We said that what are the three? Lishcha's Eitz, Lishcha's Hagola, Lishcha's Hagazas. So he tells you in number 45, you see Lishcha's Hagola, you see Lishcha's Hagazas, and you see another Lishcha, Lishcha Sa'etz, which in number 45 is described as Lishcha's Parhedron. Abishol says, that was Lishcha's, Lishcha's Kohen Gadol Ha'isa Achoresh Dayan. Lishcha's Parhedron, or Lishcha Sa'etz, the same thing, was behind the other two. The Gag, Shlosh, and Shafer, they all had the same roof. It wasn't that one was higher than the other. They all had, this, uh, a, they all had a common roof. And why were, why were the other two called Lishcha's Gadol and Lishcha's Gazas? So again, so here, here is the point that when Abishol says Lishcha's Kohen Gadol Haisa, this is your proof that the Kohen Gadol had a Lishcha in the north. Remember we said there were two, start off by saying that there were two Lishchas the Kohen Gadol occupied, the Parhedrin and Vesaftimus. One was north, one was in the south. We're not really sure which one was which. But according to this, we're saying, according to this uh, illustration, we're saying that the Lishchas uh, Parhedrin was in the north, the Lishchas Kohen Gadol Haisa. So he's describing that in the illustrations. We'll see later on that that's Lishchus Parhedron, but the Gemara doesn't describe that yet. The Gemara is just simply saying that that Lishchus Ha'etz was the, where the Kohen Gadol uh, was. What were the other two in the north there? The Lishchus Ha'gaz and Lishchus Ha'gola. So he explains now, Lishchus Ha'gola, Shamaya Boragola. That was the bore that was dug by the uh, exiles when they came back for a, a well, a water well. The Hagalgal Nasumah, they had a, a wheel on top, I guess they rolled off. From there, they supplied water to the entire Zara. Lishchas Hagazis, the chamber of the hewn stone. Shamiyah said that's the famous place where the Sanhedrin said, the Sanhedrin Gal Bishlaim of 71 Shoftim, the high court. Shamiyah Sanhedrin Shal Yisrael Yosheves. There they sat and uh, they uh, judged. Vedanas Kaasakon, they judged the Kwanim. Mishim Tzapal Pasul, whoever had. A, uh, some disqualification. He was unfit to serve. He would put on black garments to show that he's been, uh, so to speak, exiled from the kuni. He can't. He couldn't serve. wrapped himself up in black. and he left because he couldn't serve. and he went away. Whoever was found to be fit, there was no psul in him. He would put on white garments and wrap himself in white garments. And he would enter into the Azar Meshamish Mechem and serve with his brothers at Kohanim. 
Okay, so that's all what it was used for, but we see from Abishol's words that one of the chambers of the, this chamber, this state was in the north. Because we were looking, we said one chamber that the coin occupied was in the north, one was in the south. Achas Bedarim, how do we know that he had one, how do we know there was one chamber in the south that the coin got used? It's none. Shiva Sha'arim, these aren't chambers, these are gates. There were seven gates, Hayu Bazar, three north, three in the south. Be Mizrach, and one in the east. Shabadaram, what was the one in the south? Sharad Laka was called the Sharad Laka. Rashi says he doesn't know why it's called Sharad Laka. It means like, you know, where they lit something up, presumably fuel. Shani Lo, Shar HaKarban. The second one was Shar HaKarban. That's Rashi's Girsa. Another Girsa in the Bach is that it's Shar Bechoros. Shlish Lo, Shar Mayim. Again, these gates, the gate in the south, we describe there's three, Shar Laka, Shar HaKarban, or Shar Bechoros, and Shar Mayim. Sheba Mizrach, the gate on the east side was the famous Shara Nikner. The Nikner supplied those doors and the, the, the miracle that happened on his way back from Mitzrayim. There were two chambers adjoining Shara Nikner. One on the right one. One was the, the chamber of Pinchas, who was the, uh, I guess, the tailor, or he kept the garments there of the Quran. And one for where they prepared the griddle cakes as the carb, uh, kind of carbon mincha. That's what they did in those chambers. Okay, so those were, so we find that there were, he says here that there were uh, seven gates, uh, seven gates, three in the north, three in the south, and one in the east. He said that the ones in the south are Shar Luka, Shar HaKarban, or Shar Kors, and Shar Mayim. And then we had one in the east. And what were the ones in the north? Shabbat Safon, Shar Anitzutz, the gate of the sparks. Ukamin is the Girsach Sadra and it was made like a portico, and there was a top on it. Uh, if you just, if you have an eye on the illustration book, number forty-six showed the delicious <coughs> of uh, the the uh, gate of um, Niknor and the two accompanying lishkot. And in forty-seven, we're describing these shars in the north, the sharnitzitz. That's forty-seven. And in forty-eight, where he showed both the sharnitzitz and the aliyah that we're describing right now in these this line. And there was a uh, an upper chamber on top of it. Shum Kwanim Shomer Mal there in this number in number forty eight. The the uh, the recording regarding at the top Elavimalamata, and then Shani Lo Shara Carbon. Okay, and the second one next to it. I guess the if you you had to have the gear. If this is Shara Carbon, obviously the first one I mentioned in the south was Shar Bchoros. Shani Lo Shara Carbon Shlich Lo Shar Beisamoke. Okay, that's what we described. We talked about the Beisamoke the other day, the four corners of the Beisamoke. And, um, right, and now the Gemara goes on and says that Betanya Chamesh Tfilos Vasar Kedushin Tovah Kohen Gadol Umakadosh Baviyom On Yom Kippur, he had to go to the mikvah five times and he washed his hands and feet from the Kior ten times. Right, one before and after each Tfilah. And they're all in the Azara, in the holy part of the base of Megdush. Al-Gag base Ha-Parva. Oh, they were all on the, mentioned at the top of the page, that on top of the par, base Ha-Parva was the mikvah that the Kohen Gadol used on Yom Kippur, right? That was, the, that, was in, that was considered in the Azara, Yom Kippur. We said that uh, about uh, eight, nine lines from the top of the page, that's where the mikvah was. Right, uh, that's where he went to the mikvah. Chutz mizu, except for this one, right? Except for this mikvah, because he said on top of this one, shehaisa b'chol. There was one mikvah in the 
um, non-sanctified part of the base of Bigdish, not in the Azara, right? Al-Gabi Sharamayim, this Sharamayim that we just described, uh, one of the Sharim, one of the Sharim um, that we just said, right, what the, 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 one of the Sharim, we said, Shani lo Shar, Kamshish lo Shar Beis HaMoked, and the, um, in, in the first part where we described the the three Sharim that were in the south, we said Shar Adlaka and Shar HaKarban, that Rashi said he doesn't know what to use for, the third one was the Sharamayim, and on top of that, Sharamayim was a mikvah, but that which was not in part of the Azara. In other words, when the Kohen Gadol had his five mikvahs and ten Kedushim uh, on Yom Kippur, they were all in the Azara proper. That's what he said. Except for one time that he went to mikvah, on top of the and it was next to his lishcha. This is the source for knowing that, again, that we, we said at the top of the page that there were two lishchos that he used. One base of Tinas, right? And one lishchos parhedron. And they were, one was in the north, one was in the south. So we described when the line, the first of the wide lines on this page in the Gemara Bashal said, that was one of the lishchos in the north. Now we're describing the one in the south on the Shar Hamayim, which was one of the three Sharim in the south. And we said that on top of that um, Shar Hamayim was a mikvah, and it was next to his the Kohen Gadol's lishcha. So now we see there's a lishcha in the south. Okay, how we see that? And if you're looking in the uh, illustrations, it's illustration number 49, where you see the Shar Hamayim, and on top of that is a mikvah shebechol. You see in the upper right-hand corner of... 49, you'll see a, a mikvah shebechol, and we'll see how he used that. And, and it says, next to that was a lishcha v'kohen gadol. Now, in this diagram, he shows that as base of tinas, because he's already saw lishcha's parhedron in the north. That's why, the, so this diagram has to be in sync, right? That the, whereas the parva was on the other end, base of parva was on the other end, was in the north. And so in this picture in 49, you see the mikvah shebechodesh in the north, on top of the base of parva, and you see the mikvah shebechol, in the non-holy part of the Azara, and that's really not part of the Azara, uh, on top of the Sharamayim, and that was the and the Lishka next to that was the base of Tinas. So we're saying over here, uh, now the Gemara goes on. So I don't know if Lishka's Parhedon is in the north, the Lishka's in the south, as is, as the diagrams show. Oh, Lishka's base of Tinas, or the other way around. All we know is that the coin had got had two Lishkas. One was in the north, one was in the south. As we've seen from these various prices, then you see the Lishka coin the coin got had one Lishka in the north, one in the south. Now the more says, I don't know if the Parhedon was in the north and the Aftinus in the south, as in the diagrams in our book. Oh, Lishka's base of Tinas, but suffering the other way around. Basically, was in the north, Lishka was in the was in the south. Umistavri says, probably the Lishka's Parhedon, but says, probably Lishka's Parhedon was in the south, not like in the diagram. My time, why? When the coin Gadol gets up in the morning, remember, he had to do this each and every day, uh, leading up to, to, to um, Yom Kippur and Yom Kippur itself. Uh, he got up in the morning. He went to the bathroom. He got up in the morning and he urinated. After he did this, he went to the mikvah. This is all a mikvah that he had to do. You can't go into the Azara if you'd gone to the bathroom unless you went to the mikvah. So he had to do that outside of the Azara. So he went, in. The, this was presumably in the Chol. And then he went to the north of Gamachavina. He went now, assuming that that the first one, the was in the south. That's what he said. Established um, was in the south, and he slept there. That's what he did in the bedroom. He slept there, got up, 
went to the bathroom, went to the mikveh next to his chamber there, which was all not in the Zara. Then he went into the Azara, to the north part of the Zara, and he, and he, um, after he went to the mikveh, he went inside to the north part of the Zara, Vagomar Chafina, and he learned the manipulation of the Ktaras from the base, of, from the Aftinas, in the Lishka Saftinas, which now, according to this, we're saying was in the north. And he went to the base of Migdash, he did all the Avod, remember all seven days, he did the Avod in the base of Migdash. Kuliyama the whole day, Labadi Panya, towards the evening, Madule, they sprinkled him. Remember, we learned before that they sprinkled him with the Mechatas all seven days, maybe excluding Shabbos and excluding the fourth day. Remember, if he, he couldn't, on, on Yom Kippur, since the days are fixed, it's from the Gimel Tishrei until ninth of Tishrei, you couldn't choose. So, but most of the days, let's say, he was sprinkled with the Mechatas. Then he went to the south, the Tovel, and he go to the Mikvah again, like Rebekibu says, that in case he's Tor, and you were sprinkled with the Mechatos, you become Tommy, so he had to go to the Mikvah again. The Nach, and he went back to sleep. And then he slept. In other words, he went back to the Mikvah outside the base of Mikdash, the one in Chol, and he slept there. So it's probable that that's what happened. The Lishkos Parhedon was in the south, next to the Mikvah that was outside the Azara, and this was the order that he did. Why? If you say it was the other way around, like it shows in our diagram books, illustrations, right? That the Parhedon was in the north. So what happened? That's where he slept. Maktim Koi. First, he would get up in the morning, and he urinated. Then he had to go. He had to go down to the mikveh, which was on top of the Sharmayim, which was outside. He had to go just to go to the mikveh. The mikveh wasn't next door to his house now. He had to go down south to the mikveh. The Talmud went to mikveh. And there he learned the base of Tinas was there next to the mikveh. But also the base mikveh, and he came to base mikveh. Rabbi did the whole day. Kuliyoma, Hari Panya towards the evening. Marulad, they sprinkled him with mechatos. Vahadar Azul Adarom. Then he had to go back down to the south to go to the mikveh after he had the mechatos, the tovel, right? Uboy Meramezol itself, and then he had to go back north, Umeinach, and sleep up north because you're saying now the parhedin was in the north, like it's shown in our diagram. So it's a lot of schlepping around. In other words, instead of having the the uh, his sleeping quarters and his uh, his uh, regular mikveh next door to one another, he'd have to schlep back and forth uh, extra times. He'd have more walking to do. Would we make him uh, schlep back and forth so much? He's got a lot of work to do that day and, and the seven days of training. Uh, we wouldn't want him to schlep around so much. It was much more convenient if he slept next to the mikveh down south. Why wouldn't we make him metriv? Metrochin leitfei. We dafka want him to uh, to work hard, and we bother him. The eat stuki ulifrosh. So this, in case he's a stuki who's going to do the avodah wrong, in other words, he's an imposter. He's not a real kohen gadol. This way, he'll be discouraged. In other words, it's too much work. Maybe he'll quit. Uh, he'll walk away from the job. So rather, we would make him pechad. Inami or we make him work. So you shouldn't think he's a big shot. Shouldn't think he's arrogant. He shouldn't become arrogant by thinking, oh, it's not so hard. We're, we're, we're going to make him schlep back and forth, up and down, up and down the Azara, back and forth, just to get to his quarters and back and forth in order to make him, uh, to, to, to make sure that he's, um, he's modest and he doesn't become arrogant. If you don't say that, if you just want to make it easy for him, why don't you make both chambers right next to one another? Make the chamber aware of Aftinas, where he learns the Ketoros, uh manipulation, and the chamber where he sleeps, right, them right next to each other. Or inami or just have one chamber. Let him sleep in the chamber where he learns about the manipulations. You don't have to schlep around. So obviously we want him to schlep around. So you can't prove from here whether Paredman, where his sleeping quarters was in the north and the base of Tinas was in the south. 
right? Or as, as it shows in the diagrams and the picture we just saw, number 49. Or if it's the other way around, then the Parhedrin was in the south and the Lishas Aftinus was in the north. So he can't prove it from here. But he did have two chambers. Amulo, and they told him, Ishi Gadol. What did they tell him when they when the uh, Ziknei Bezdin, meaning when the Chachamim handed him over to, to the Kohen Gadol, uh, handed him over handed him over to the Kohanim, to the Ziknei Kuna, to take him to Beis Aftinus, they said to him, "Listen, man, we're making you swear that you're going to do this correct. You're not going to be a uh, that you're not a, a Stuki Ishi Kohen Gadol. We're, we're the Shluchei Bezdin, and you're our our you're our Shliach, and the Shliach of Bezdin, right? You're you." A part of us and and you're the shliach of Bezdin in general, and we make you swear by the Lord who uh, rested his countenance in this place, you're not going to change anything from what we've instructed you. So the Gemara now says, There's always a, fesh, a question in the Gemara in the Dharma and elsewhere Are Kohanim our messengers or are they the messengers of God? Right? Now, the big enough mean is that. If they're messengers of God and they've sworn that they're not going to have, that they're not going to give us any anar, or we've sworn that we're not going to have any anar from them, so if they're our messengers, they can't act on our behalf because we're not they're they're mudar that they can't have anar from us. If they're messengers of God, then they are not giving us anar. They're they're doing this on behalf of God. That's what Rashi says in the last line on the page. Nafkmina dimu If he can't have give us any pleasure, mutalo if he's a messenger of God. Now, Lachora, this is the Kasha on Rav Hushah says that the Kwanim are definitely shluch, uh, Shluchim of God, because if they're Ashlichas, if they're Ashlichim, how could they be Ashlichim Diyam, Rich Shluchi Daninu? How could they be Ashlichim Meika, Midi, says the Gemara Namid Beis, Da'anan lo matzin lemebed, Shluchi Diyam Masyavi. Kohanim do the Avoda. We can't, we Israelim can't do the Avoda. How can we assign Shlichas to somebody if we can't do the job ourselves? So this proves that, uh, Rafun Bebeshua says, therefore that proves that the Kohanim must be Shlichim of God. The Nafkamina is that if they're Shlichim of God and, uh, and they forswore gi- giving us any pleasure, they're not do- acting on our behalf, they're acting on God's behalf, so it's not giving us pleasure directly. But the point is, he says that they are shlichim of God, not shlichim. Here, Lachor, the Ziknei uh, Bezdin, they are saying, you are our shluchim. He says, Ishi Kongoda, Anu shluchim, we are the shluchim of Bezdin, and you're our shliach and the shliach of Bezdin. And we were making you swear, so Lachor, it's a proof that they are shliach, that the Kohanim are shlichim, in this case, the Kongoda are shlichim of, of um, the Bezdin, or of the people, rather than of God. So this is what they meant to say. Not that you're our shliach as opposed to God's shliach. Yes, you're God's shliach. You're not our shliach. But the sw- but the oath that we're making you t- swear is 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 on our knowledge. Meaning you can't you can't come afterwards and say I meant something else. You made me swear, but I was thinking of something else. Top Rashi on the page. Not that you're that you're doing the avoda on our behalf. You're doing the avoda on God's behalf. and accepting the oath. Klomer in Basilar, if you're going to say afterwards because that you didn't really mean that in the in the oath. You were thinking of something else. No. Uh, we're making you swear on, according to the way we understand. In other words, don't say afterwards you meant something else. We're making you swear that you are not going to act like the Tzdukim. And that's what we're saying right now. And, and you're, you're, you, have, you have to agree to, to, to act, to swear on, 
on the way we're explaining it, the way we're thinking, not the way you may be thinking in your mind. You can't tell me afterwards you meant something else. That's what we mean by al datenu. Not that you're swear, not that you're our shliach. You're the shliach of God. But the shvur that you're taking is based on our understanding of the shvur. What happens afterwards? Hu Baruch Baruch, the Mishnah said, he walks away crying, and they walk, they walk away crying after taking that shvur. Hu Baruch Baruch, they suspected that he was a tztukei. And he was uh, basically an apikoros who didn't believe in the, what, the Chacham's interpretation of the Torah. And they, why did they walk away crying? Whoever suspects somebody who is, uh, who was wrongfully, whoever wrongfully suspects somebody will be smitten in his body. As we saw from Moshe, ben, we explained that Rashi brings it down over here, that Moshe said, Hain lo yaminuli, and Hashem uh, gave him his hand turned into a leper's hand, white as a leper. So, <clears throat> so they, were, they, they were upset about that, that they were possibly choshu b'kshem. Why did they go through this whole procedure and make him swear? They <coughs> shouldn't, as we say, prepare the ktoras on the outside by burning the ktoras on the outside before he can at the kachim, like the tztukim did. <coughs> and then went into the kachim kachim, and that was the wrong way to do it. The right way to do it is to only put the incense on the on the uh, <coughs> hot coals in the kachim kachim. There was a story with one stuki shenitkin mebuchutz. He was the kohen gadol. He had been appointed the kohen gadol. Presumably, he bribed his way in, and he was like a hidden stuki. They didn't know he was a stuki, and he had prepared. He did the uh, the ktoris the way the stukim do it. Which was preparing it on the outside of the coals, the hichnis, and he went into the kachikachim that way. Beitziyoso, when he came out, hayisameach. Simchagdoli was very happy that he felt he did it the right way. Pugabov, his father, met him. Omelo bini afalpishet stukim. Even though we're stukim, misyarin on prushim, we're afraid of the prushim. Be very careful. Don't go around bragging about it. We're afraid of them. Omelo kol yomaya isimitzdara alamikrosa. All my days, I was. Worried about this pasuk, the way we interpreted this pasuk, that's what the pasuk says in Achimos. Only in a cloud I will appear, said God, on top of the kaporis, which is on the Aron. And they, they interpreted that to mean that when you come into Kachikachim, the cloud of smoke should already be on, on top of the Ketoros. Amarti, I said, when will this come to my hands by command, and when will I get the opportunity to do it? Now that I had the opportunity, I'm not going to do it. In other words, his father had told him that, uh, be careful, you know, we're afraid of the Prushim, so maybe don't do it. He says, nah, now I'm not going to do it. I have the opportunity, I'm not going to do it. It didn't take long. He died, obviously, from having profaned the service. He was uh, in a dump. He was, his body was, was on a dump and worms were coming out of his nose, maggots, whatever, coming out of his nose. Rashi says the nose is the first part of the body that enters, that entered in. Uh, and that's why he was, uh, it was you see, you, that's why it was emphasized that the worms came out of his nose. Some say that when he came out of the base of me, when he came out of the Kach Kachim, Nigaf, he was smitten by a mouth. They heard a voice, they heard a noise. Some sort of a, an, uh, an improper, non-regular noise in the Azara. Shabbat Malach, Malach came to Al Panav and struck him on his face. The Kohanim went in there to find him, to pull his body out. Apparently, he had, as, he was, um, uh, the, as he was leaving, the Malach hit him and they pulled his body out. They weren't allowed to go into the Kachikachim, but they pulled his body out, which was maybe partially in the Kachikachim, partially out. 
Umatsu kakaf regal a kakaf regal eagle, and they found like the imprint of the foot of a of a calf being safer between his shoulders. In other words, the imprint as if a calf had struck him. Shnemar talking about the malachim that the angels raglayim their feet regal yeshara was a, a straight foot. The kaf raglayim and the heel of the kaf regalay looked like the calf like a calf's foot, the bottom of their foot. So it appeared that an angel had struck him on his back as a punishment for serving improperly and being at Stuki. So the mission at the end said that we, we keep, try to keep the Kohen Gadol awake. We have the, the young Kohanim there. They, uh, first we tell him they, he, if he's a Tamar Chacham, he should darshan. If he's not a Tamar Chacham, they should darshan. If he knows how to read, they sh- he should read. If, they don't, if he doesn't know how to read, other people should read. And they read interesting portions of Tanakh, like in Eov and Ezra Devayim. The end of the mission says, Zechariah ben Kabutal said many times he read from Sefer Daniel, uh, the Sefer that's written mostly in Aramaic, and that's what the Kohen Gadol understood. Maslow Rav Hanan Barava Lachia Barav, Rav Hanan Barava taught Chia Barav Kamei Rav in front of Rav. And he learned it this way, that it wasn't, he didn't say Rabbi Zechariah ben Kabuto with a bays or a bay or a, 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 the bays, but rather with a pay. Amr Rabbi ben Kaputo. That was the name of the, the rabbi who had uh, said, uh, who had uh, helped, been, been instrumental in keeping the coin Gadol awake. So when he said Kaputo, uh, Rav wanted to correct him because uh, he didn't want his son Chia to be learning incorrectly. So he was very careful. The name wasn't Kaputo with a pay, but rather Kabuto. So Machavale Rav Biade Sarav motioned to him, no, Biade uh, Kabuto. He somehow mentioned, he motioned to him that it was like a base. He says, it wasn't a pay, it was a base. So my name, why didn't he just say, why didn't he just say Kabuto? He says, Kriyashma, because he's Mila Kriyashma. He was Mila Kriyashma, so he couldn't, uh, he couldn't be interrupt and speak in the middle of saying Kriyashma. Is he allowed even to motion? Or uh, make 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 any you know motion or or uh, indication with his body at all during Kriyashma. person should not like wink with his eyes and not you know mouth it out like I'm just you know like with his lips you know just uh, motion with his lips and shouldn't shouldn't point with his fingers. In other words, he shouldn't do anything. He shouldn't be interrupted. You're reading Kriyashma. You're not supposed to make any indication. Uh, to to um, uh, to anybody else, even to a, a mashulach who comes in and asks for his quarter while you're in middle of kriyashma, you're not supposed to say, you know, ainly I don't have or talk to him, you know, not supposed to do that in middle of kriyashma. Matanya Rablazar Chasma Omer, Hakore Shma Omer is a person who does that, who violates that. He's reading Shma and he motions or winks with his eyes, or with his lips, or with his fingers. All of the custom of the Pasuk says about Velo Osi Karasa Yaakov. Karasa Yaakov, you have not uh, spoken to me. If you're speaking to other people, Kriyashma, you should be speaking to God. You should have the right Kavana to be Makabal Ol Machoshamayim. So, how could Rav have motioned to uh, Rav Hanan Baraba? The correction that his name wasn't uh, Kaputal, but it was Kabutal. So, Lokasha, Krishna the, the prohibition is during the first parak of Kriyashma, and Rav was during, the, it was, uh, when he motioned him, was during the second parak of, of, uh, of Shema. Tanrabanam, Vidibartabam, the Pasik says, Vishinantam Lunach Vidibartabam, Bambalo Batfila. Means this, Kriyashma, you have to Dibartabam, not Tfila. Shema Nash is supposed to be quiet. Not like people who say Kriyashma, who say Shmanesri uh, uh, loud and they, you hear them. You're not supposed to hear them. It must be very, very quiet. 
Okay, but in Kriyashma, you're allowed to, you're supposed to say out loud at least enough for you to hear, not enough to interrupt everybody else's kavana, like some people say it's so loud that nobody else can have kavana, but rather at least loud enough for you to hear. So when it comes to Kriyashma, Vati Bartama, you're supposed to speak, but not in Kriya, not Shmanesri. Shmanesri is quiet. Vati Bartama, another interpretation, Bom Yeshlacha Rishus Ladaber, right? In, only, in Torah, you can speak. You don't have just the stam lush and stam talking, stam uh, speaking is really not, is improper. You shouldn't speak other stuff. It's, it's improper to speak about anything other than Torah. Make them regular and don't make them just as a casual thing. Speak to them. That should be your main tafkit. Don't make them just something that you do once in a while. Omerava. If a person speaks, you know, just regular matters and talks away over Bessay, he's over in a session. You should always be talking to every Torah. Any words that come out of your mouth should only be related to Torah. Over Balav, he's even over in a Losa session. Call it Varmi game. Everything leads to weariness, to being tired. Don't speak uh, mundane matters. If you talk about mundane matters, that tires you out, and there's an isra. Lo yochal, lo yochal isha daber. Obviously, it doesn't mean a lot. It's a pasuk in kelos. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean you get malchus for it, but it means it's improper to speak. Uh, some, some say so. We said before, v'dibar tabam v'lo betfila. So we said, like Rasha says that okay, the shmanes is supposed to be quiet. Some say v'dibar tabam v'lo betfila that a person should be more osik and learning Torah and not davening all day. Right? That the enforcer say that it's a it's a special Indian that uh, why because. Uh, as uh, Rav says, Rav Amnuna, that he spent a long time in Shemun Esrei, you're asking for things for right now. What do you mean? You're asking for things in this world. You're, you know, you want uh, health and Shaduchim and all this stuff. You're asking, you're asking for stuff in this world. But rather be Osek in Chaye Olam Haba, right? Be Osek in, instead of being Osek in Chaye Shah, you should be Osek in Chaye Olam uh, which is learning Torah. So therefore, it's better to learn Torah than to spend all day davening. That's another interpretation, not what Rashi says. Because if the, if the coin Gadol wanted to sleep, you know, you could tell he was falling asleep. So, Pircha Kuna Makin Lafana Betzba. Betzba Tzroda is the gear. So, he said that they would, um, the young Kohanim there, they would uh, snap their fingers. They try to keep them awake. They would smack with their fingers. We'll talk about that in the Gemara. But Omlon, they say, Ishi Kohen Gadol, Amod, stand up. Vahafeg, and, you know, get rid of the weariness, assuage your, your, your tiredness. Achas al by putting your feet on the ground. We'll see. Achas either means some do something new like achad or al In other words, so the parshim shot Rashi says is that, uh, or other mafarshim say also that the, the, Rashi says you know walk around, tile, uh, walk around to you know so that you won't be so tired, you won't fall asleep. Uh, and another right says that by dancing on on the floor or because the floor was cold, it was shyish and his he was barefoot. So get up and walk around so you won't fall asleep. Masikan also, and they would keep him occupied until this man shkit, until Amura Shachar, until he could start the Avoda. This is on Yom Kippur, right? If he shouldn't, this is obviously, this is not the seven days. This is an error of Yom Kippur, Leil Yom Kippur, that he shouldn't, he wasn't supposed to sleep at all. So again, so he said that he shouldn't come to carry, he shouldn't become Tomei. So they kept him up the whole night. Maitzrata was Sarata, Amrav Yuda, Sarsa Dada. The rival of this, meaning he should my he. What is that? What do you mean the rival? This is the one next to Gudel, like a tsara, like a co-wife, a rival. So it's the one next to his thumb. Rashi learns that it's the finger next to the thumb, or what we call the forefinger, right uh, next to the thumb, and he, and he snapped his fingers that way. 
In other words, Rafuna showed him how to snap the fingers that way, and it was so loud that the whole yeshiva heard it. Uh, Rashi says that it's some that he snapped his finger and then he he hit he hit it next to his uh, uh, next to his his palm of his hand, and that made a very big noise. Uh, other mafarshim say that it's possible that it was the the middle finger that he used, right? The ama, the middle finger, that was by Tzrada, the middle finger, and he snapped his thumb with that and made a big noise. And as they snapped his finger, they did everything to keep him awake. Show us something new. Not al-chadas, meaning not achas, but rather al-chadas on something new. Show us how to bow down. Kida is a complicated bowing down where they, where they keep their toes stuck in the ground and bow all the way down. And uh, and and kiss the ground. That's a very hard thing to do. So he said, Kongodal, do that for us. Show us how you do that, and this will again keep him from falling asleep." And they kept him busy until Zmanshkita came. Also, they didn't even though this was mutter in the base of Migdash, but they didn't play instruments for him—the harp and the lyre. They kept him up by talking to him and singing to him. My Omer, they say, Hashem didn't create this house. Then all those who built it were working for naught, toiled for naught. Rashi over here, four lines from the bottom of the page, says, Be careful in your avoda. It should be so that it would be acceptable. In other words, if your avoda will not be done, L'shem Shemayim, and Laratzas to Hashem, then uh, all your work is for naught. There's, it, it's not going to accomplish anything. That's one of the psukim that they quoted for him. So they kept him awake by reading psukim to him, telling him to dance a little bit, uh, snapping their fingers. They did all kinds of things to keep him awake. Mi'ikirei Yerushalayim loha Yushanan. The worthy, the Choshiva people in Yerushalayim also would not sleep the whole night because they, they knew that they they listening, they, they heard the, the uh, Pirchei Kuna who were keeping him awake, and they also didn't sleep the whole night. In other words, they also apparently, all the people around Shlaim were awake, and there was a tumult there, and they made noise, so that the Kohen Gadol would hear the, the, vo- the noise of the, ver- the, the, the reverberating noise of all the people, and sleep would not uh, get a hold of him. He wouldn't fall asleep. Tanya Bishalomer, Afik Bulunayosa came. Even outside of Yerushalayim, where they couldn't, where the Kohen Gadol couldn't hear the people outside of Yerushalayim, they also did that, also kept awake. But the problem was, they weren't near the base of Migdash. It didn't really help the Kohen Gadol. And when people stayed awake the whole night, that led to levity. Elishayuchotin, they sinned. They sinned. Uh, they sinned. Rashi tells us right away that the uh, men and women, they got together there, and the chasvachil, they did, they came to Abair. It wasn't outside of Yerushalayim in Eretz Yisrael, but that was what happened in Ardah. In Ardah, they would stay up the whole night of, of, of Yom Kippur uh, to, to Zechel and Migdash, like they did in the base of Migdash, and this led to levity. The brother of Rav Achba, uh, of Rav Sada, of Rav, the brother of Rav Sala, the pious one. Uh, that's the, that the Leo said came to Rav Yehuda. This uh, this uh, Amora or whatever, I guess he was an Amora in in Bavli. Amrisu, you uh, you say am I love some Sheikh? You always ask the Jewish people ask why hasn't Mashiach come? I'll tell you why. How today is Yom Kippur? And look how many virgins have been uh, have have mated. Here in Nardah. In other words, look look how bad things are. It's Yom Kippur, and look what's going on. 
this is what happened. They stayed up at night, and this is what it led to in our door that it became a, a, a great party which led to sin. What does God say about this? God said, Sin crouches for them at the door. Rashi says, They have no choice. In other words, at the highest time of Kedusha, on Yom Kippur, sin is waiting there. And that's the time that we, the, 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 you know, the, the Eight Sahara grabs them at the, at the worst time. The Sutton, my Amr, what does the Sutton say? Amrle says, The Sutton has no rights on Yom Kippur. Sutton, the Yom Kippur, Leslie Rashusa, listen, he has no right to accuse on Yom Kippur. Why? I mean, how do we know? Amr Rabachoma has Sutton, the Gematria, Tlasmea, Vashis, and Barba. Ahasatan with the hay, the gematria is 364 days. Have Tlasmei v'shis narbo 364 days in the year. Isle v'shus l'sne the the satan has v'shus to accuse the Jews. Biyomer kipura l'sle v'shus l'stunei on Yom Kippur he has no rights to accuse. So is this a difficult piece of the Gemara to understand this right? How the satan is coming and on Yom Kippur themselves that that at the highest time of kedusha. The Jews could sin, and it all started with a good thing, trying to keep the coin guttle awake. But when things get out of hand, that's what can happen. Two things you see here also is interesting that he counts it. You know, the, 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 number one, we see the, what I've said many times, and the Farshim say that the gematria in Chazal is only one word. Like, im lovangarti v'tarig mitzvah shamati, mission and neshama, things like that, one word to one word. The, the cute thing that uh, throughout the ages, especially Hasidic Shavart say, you know, the gematria of uh, Yankel Shmerel Beryl with, uh, you know, Rifka Sprinza Yenta, it's a good shirach because the, uh, the gematria is the same. Uh, in Chazal, it's only one word. Not all these games. Today with computers, you can make almost anything match up, right? You can play all kinds of games. But you see over here that it's, again, Hassan Gematria is 364. And you see that, again, even in the Jewish calendar, we count, by, by we count 364 days. As the Jewish calendar goes, you know, where we, 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 we have the, uh, you know, the Jewish calendar is a combination of the, of the uh, solar calendar, 365 days, and the lunar calendar, right? Because we have to make the uh, seasons come out at the right time, Chodesh Aviv. So because of that, uh, like the, you know, the Birchas HaShemesh that we have every 28 years, all that. So we see that it's not simply a lunar year like the Muslims do, and it's not a solar year like the Christians do, but it's a, what we call a lunar solar year, and, we, and there are times when we count 354 days, the lunar calendar, the lunar year, and sometimes when we count 365 days, the solar year. Here in this case, we're using it for, a, you know, we're using the solar calendar, 365 days, and one of those days on Yom Kippur, the Sutton has no rights to, uh, to uh, accuse and Vesus Hashem on Yom Kippur, uh, the Jewish people have their kapara. Tomorrow's daf is daf chof. It'll be on the podcast on Sunday, Mertz Hashem. We'll pick it up with the sixth line on daf chof aleph, Amrav Yudah Marav, um, on, on Sunday morning, Mertz Hashem. Shabbat Shalom Lekulam, Kol Tov. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom.